Welcome to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, where it's all about slashing your debt, slashing your taxes, and creating a liberated lifestyle. And now, your host, who met his wife while training for the 400 meters in Seattle and is eating gluten-free while lusting after bread, Dave Denniston. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping doctors like you slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, in our last episode in Season 8, Episode 9, I talked about tax liens, which are one of those illiquid investments that can really help to uh, multiply your wealth, but they are illiquid. You don't know when you're gonna get the money back, and um, they are a great fit for certain people with certain characteristics. If you haven't checked out that website, make sure to check that one out, as well as episode three in, in season eight, where I talked about the, uh, the webinar and more details on tax liens. But today, I wanna get back to, to more traditional investments. And in the traditional investments, there are so many choices of what we could do. Typically, you might see something like the S&P 500 or the Dow Jones Industrial Average or mid caps or small caps like the Russell 2000 index as an example. And in those traditional investments, of course, the huge benefit being really you know, it's probably the most passive thing that you can do if you aren't making any changes to your portfolio outside of rebalancing or something like that. Because in the index, they are making the changes on your behalf. So the Dow changes, the S&P 500 changes over time. But every so often, we get into a time period where maybe, maybe, something is at a discount. And in this world today, I am recording this episode on January 23rd, 2023. And it's, uh, it's been a very interesting last 12 months. In 2022, the S&P 500 was down nearly 20%. 20% in a year. That is a bear market, my friends. It got down to about 24, 25, 26% on an intraday um, low and bounced back at the end of the year. But what you find in something like the S&P 500 there, it's very well diversified, right? You got tech companies, you got energy companies, you got consumer good companies, you got consumer services companies, you got telecom. You have all of these different sectors within it. And what I find is in a bear market that some things get creamed. For example, in the 2008 Great Recession, banks got hammered, just kicked the snot out of because there was so many issues with housing and foreclosures and bankruptcies and uh, companies like Lehman Brothers and AIG and Washington Mutual going down and getting taken out uh, of, of, of the public markets and being gobbled up by other entities and the government throwing money around through TARP and other programs to, to do it. 
And what, what's interesting, you know, if you look at that time period, of course, everything was hit, but some things were worse than others. This time around in this particular bear market, it's been tech stocks. And so you could look at something like the Invesco index, which has different components in it, which I'm not suggesting any of these individual stocks. I'm just mentioning some of the things within the index. If you look at the, the NASDAQ index, what you'll see in there is it has some big tech companies. You got companies like Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, Google, which is now known as Alphabet, Nvidia, Tesla, Meta, which is Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp, Pepsi, Broadcom, Costco, Cisco, T-Mobile, Comcast, Adobe, Texas Instruments, Netflix, Amgen, Qualcomm, Honeywell are all in the top 20 holdings. Of those top 20 holdings in NASDAQ, there's about 22%, about 22% uh, in the top two holdings, which are Microsoft and Apple. So in that index, 24% of it's in two things. Those two things are down 19 and 15% over the last year. Uh, something like Amazon's down 35, Tesla's down 60, Meta Facebook down 56 in the last 12 months. So it's uh, it's been tough. And if you look at the the performance of the index, you know it was down 33% compared to the S&P being down 20. So outside of your S&P 500 investments, outside of your, your mid caps, small caps, international, uh, perhaps some bonds that you have in the portfolio or, or money market, if you are willing to take a risk, should you buy something like tech stocks? As a matter of fact, I would point out that there are some things that are indices and very aggressive ones that are really good to consider in this environment that are down even more than NASDAQ. So for example, you could look at cloud-based ETFs. You could look at initial public offering ETFs. You could look at um, companies that are newer in nature. You could look at blockchain type thing. So all of these in this space are down huge. So if you look at something like uh, ETFs that specialize in initial public offerings, those indices that they follow really got creamed last year, down about 57% in 2022. Year to date, up about nine. So they're already starting to rebound. Where's the bottom? Where is the bottom in the tech stack world? Did we hit it last year in about October or is there more to come? I think what's interesting as a case study and a means for comparison is what happened in the energy space. So if you follow an energy index, some of the indices were just fascinating over the last decade. For example, if you looked at one of them in 2017, 
I'm sorry, in 2014 was down 10%, 2015 down 22, 2016 up 25, 2017 down negative 1, 2018 down negative 19, 2019 up 10, 2020 minus 33. So over a course, if, if you add up those numbers and you're compounding it, you know, if you look at that index, it went down from the very top back in 2013 to the very bottom at the uh, tail end of 2020, went down about 60% over that time, minus 60% from the top to the bottom. And now a commercial break. Well, my friends, you have probably heard I am now a completely independent financial advisor. And, and as the time that uh, I, I am recording this, the stock market is down. Now, there's a lot of question in terms of where is the market going? Where should I be investing my money? There's no better time than now to get a review of your portfolio and make sure that you are set up properly. As a matter of fact, tax season is around the corner too. Maybe you're looking for some tax, tax strategies and hints and you want someone to talk it over with besides your CPA. Feel free to give my assistant Kyla a call at 612-284-2409 to set up a free 30-minute strategy session with me. Again, call 612-284-209 to set up a free 30-minute strategy session with me. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. And now, back to the show. Now, if you happen to time it well, and you bought somewhere near the bottom, in the last two years, plus 2021 up 53%, 2022 up 60% in that sector. But the problem is, gosh, if you bought in 2015 when it was down 30%, you were feeling pretty good about yourself in 2016, not to know that four out of the next few years were going to lead you down even more. So the question with tech is now that we're a year into this, are we at the bottom? Where does this thing end? Does it rebound this year and then go back down again? Does it go down further this year? Or was the bottom in October when things were down closer to like minus 35, minus 40% in tech, or even worse for some of those um, other investments that we were talking about? Here's what I think. I don't know where the bottom is. I have no clue. But what I do know is when you are buying low, it's a good thing. When you can buy something down 30% and it's undervalued relative to stuff that didn't get hit as hard, like energy. Energy was positive the last couple of years. Could that continue? Absolutely. It could. Um, but I would say now it's closer to its height than it is to its bottom. I would rather buy something on its way down. And if you have extra money that you are willing to take a risk with, then this is something you could consider with tech. I'm not suggesting putting the majority of your portfolio there. I'm not suggesting, heck, even putting, you know, 15% there. But if you want to play with 5 to 10% of your money and have the chance to buy something that's overvalued, I think tech is in that place right now. However, be ready. Maybe things get worse before they get better. Maybe tech does go down 50% like energy did. 
And if it does, goes down 50% or more, I think that's when you back the truck up. <laughs> and if you're doing 5% in something like that today, maybe you end up doing 10 up to 15% when it's down 50% or more. But we ain't there now, and we didn't get there yet. Um, some of those more aggressive things I was talking about, you know, maybe you gotta wait till it's down 75% before you back the truck up. And anytime you're buying an index or uh, through an ETF, buying an index, you know, I think at the end of the day, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, the index isn't going to stay the same. It's going to change. Yeah, maybe some of those companies go bankrupt. Maybe we never see them again. Maybe... Uh, there's new companies that pop in, the next Amazon, the next Microsoft, the next Facebook in, in the tech arena, uh, that maybe this is the time those new companies come around and take market share for the next decade. So I think it's, it's a fabulous time to consider these things. And um, particularly, hey, you buy an index like that, you could sit on it for years and just wait you know, five years down the road and you double your money, take it back off the table. Particularly if you do it in a retirement account like Roth or 401k or IRA or something like that. What a great place to do it. Particularly the Roth with aggressive investments. You know, if you're doing the backdoor Roth and you're putting in six grand, maybe you have 30K in the account and your 401k is 500 grand or a million or a million and a half, why not? Why not take the risk? And guess what? It goes down more, buy more of it. So that's that's my thoughts on it. And I am have done that in some of my accounts, my, some of my Roth, my 401k type monies, um, doing some, some of those things. So something to consider. Where, where is it cheap right now? And uh, where can you find opportunities in this market? So think about it. Let me know your thoughts. Where are you finding opportunities? What are you thinking of doing here in 2023 while the year is young yet. All right, my friends, well, that wraps up another episode for the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast. Have questions? Want to talk about your portfolio? Take a look together and strategize? Would love to do that with you. Please feel free to send me an email, dave at daviddeniston.com. That's dave at D-A-V-I-D-D-E-N-N-I-S-T-O-N. Com. For the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, this is Dave Deniston. Remember, my friends, remember to slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Why, thank you, my friends, so much for listening to the last podcast. I am pleased to announce that I am now a completely independent financial advisor, where to the point now, I can really integrate my financial planning practice with this podcast. If you might be looking for help, if you have found any of our information here interesting or relevant, and you're looking for a second opinion, I'm making myself available for 30-minute strategy sessions. And if you want to arrange a time to meet with me to discuss your situation and see if we might be a good fit for one another, I'd like you to call our office and speak with Kyla. Our phone number is 612-284-2409. Again, that's 612-284-2409. And I look forward to helping you with your financial situation. 
And now for some lovely legal disclosures required by our lawyer friends. Investment advice is only offered in jurisdictions where Centurion Financial Strategies, LLC, Centurion is appropriately registered or exempt from registration. Our Form ADV Part 2 brochure can be obtained free of charge at advisorinfo.sec.gov by searching for our firm name or its unique CRD number, which is 316-454. This podcast is not a solicitation to provide advisory services in any jurisdiction in which we are not appropriately registered or excluded. The information, statements, and opinions contained in this podcast have been obtained from or are based on information obtained from sources which we believe to be reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of such information. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and should not be construed as personalized investment, tax, or legal advice. Opinions expressed by any guest are their own opinions and do not necessarily reflect the firm's views. You should carefully consider your own financial circumstances and needs prior to making any investment in securities or purchasing any insurance products. As always, past performance is not indicative of future results. Investing in securities or really anything else involves the risk of loss. If by some chance in this particular podcast I mentioned insurance products, insurance products are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of an issuing insurance company. They may be subject to restrictions, limitations, and early withdrawal fees, which vary by issue. You should always consider the charges, risks, expenses, and investment objective of any insurance products before entering a contract. And that, my friends, wraps it up. Wish you all the best. Feel free to contact us with any info at www.daviddeniston.com. Thank you so much and have a good one. Bye-bye.